Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of It's a Wonderful Podcast, episode 23. Is it 23 or is it 24? It's 24, actually. I can't count. Anyway, I am Morgan Robinson, one of your hosts, as always. And as always, with me is Nolan Dean. Nolan, hello. Hello, Morgan. How are you? Wait, wait a minute. What's what's going on? It's, who's this? This is this is me. It's it's Nolan. Who, who's this imposter that's wandered on to the It's a Wonderful Podcast uh, recording? This isn't Nolan. I know I know Nolan's voice. That's not Nolan's voice. You're not Scottish. Where are you from? I'm more Scottish than than anybody <laughs> in all the land. <laughs> In all the land, no, which no, no. land is this? No, check which this. This is, ac- is this is actually uh, Ben Bateman from the Schmodown. Oh, it's ba- ah, I see. Yeah, I see. What's happened here is, uh, is <laughs> I'm sorry. This is ridiculous. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, is it <laughs> this is this is perhaps the stupidest introduction this podcast has ever seen. Excellent. Just so, <laughs> just so anyone who is listening who has literally no clue what's been going on for the last minute and a half uh this is not nolan on uh on your other microphone this is of course the ever wonderful boss baby host of film physics and various other schmodown related nonsense relating to the action army brandon hannah is the guest host for this week hello brandon Hello, yes. I don't think I've officially been coined the boss baby yet, but we'll see how that goes. Well, I'm you know you know I call you the boss baby. You know that's yes. what I do. Well, cookies so. are for closures, so Cookie <laughs> Yes they are. Do you have do you have many cookies? Do you close often? Oh, of course. Of course. You know, I I also the, uh... I interned for Ben Bateman, so I'm I'm running half of his Fortune five hundred companies right now. It's very true. You know, all we do is close well all the time. Yeah, it's the only thing you do. Must be doing very well for yourself. Oh, of course. Wonderful. So, um, <laughs> Brandon. Yes. Uh, this movie that you chose, because right, I didn't choose this week's movie, uh, you chose The Wolfman yes. for some reason. 1941's The Wolfman. Of course. The only Wolfman. With Wolf Lunch. The Only Wolf Man, with Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, and Claude Rains. Brandon, why the hell did you did you want to talk about The Wolf Man? Well, uh, I know that we're both fans of the classic Universal Monsters, and yes, that is true. The Wolf Man happens to be my favorite. So okay, I, I figure that would be fun. Now we we could have we could all have a discussion. If Nolan was here, which he's not, very sadly, we're all crying. I'm sure that Nolan's not here, and we no. have to deal with Brandon instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> we, there is no place for Star Wars on it. It's a wonderful podcast. <laughs> I am afraid there will be no, um, <laughs> there will be no reenacting of Revenge of the Sith today. So uncivilized. Okay. Okay, uh, no, but Nolan's Nolan's favorite is actually the Mummy, 
and my favourite is Dracula. So we all have different oh, interesting. favourites of um, of those movies, even though there's like not even that many of them no, that we I... all have different favourites. Why is the why why the Wolfman above the others though? Uh, well, I just the for some reason I find myself drawn to the tragedy of the character. That's it, fair. He's you know this this gentle pacifist man, and he just can't stop himself from murdering people. And because of it, all he wants to do is die, and he can't. That's uh yeah that's uh, I mean that, that is essentially the whole story of the uh the wolfman anyway is that well you can't control anything that you do mm. when you are the wolfman which is the ba really bad thing about it i mean i'm sure it'd be nice to be a wolf every now and again but not being able to um as a northman of course i know exactly what it's like to be a wolf uh, just a little reference for everyone there but um, no, not being able to control what you do is is legitimately terrifying, and I think that's why I think that's why the Wolfman is such a um, not only this version that's just wonderful, but I think that's why werewolves are so huge in popular culture is that it is this idea of well, yeah, that is truly terrifying because you can't control anything that you do. Definitely. And also, I think Lon Chaney Jr.'s performance is excellent, and he perfectly portrays this character, which is also part of the reason why I love this movie. Yeah, I mean, he, he'll he get most of his acting talent from his father, <laughs> even though we never, even though, you know, we never saw his father speak on screen. Of course, Lon Chaney Sr., best known for The Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and loads of other stuff that you're very, very familiar with, I'm sure, if you have any sort of um, love of movies at all. Well, but go, go, oh, go oh, ahead. Well, coincidentally, well, maybe not coincidentally, I don't know, that... Um Lon Chaney Jr.'s father in this movie is portrayed by Claude Rains, who also is the Phantom of the Opera. That is true. Well, it all it it all comes round. Claude <laughs> Rains, Claude Rains actually gives one of my it, maybe actually my single favorite performance of all the Universal monsters in the Invisible Man. Oh, definitely. I he monologues like no other. He, that is true. Nobody monologues like Claude Rains. Nobody ever thinks of Claude Rains when they think of great monologues. Uh, well, n nobody ever looks that far back. Films were made before 1980, you know, Brandon. D did were you know that? Wow. D did you know that? It's insane. I know. This is news Star to me. Star Wars, Star Wars <laughs> did not create movies. Are you sure? As much as, as much as a lot of people will have you believe. <laughs> well, um, in a, in a, do you do go ahead? Oh, no, no, do I what? No, you can go. Do I what? I wanted to know if you, um, if you like wolves at all in terms of real life wolves. Wolves, um, wolves, they're cool, I guess. Are you, 
Are you drawn to the wolf? Are you drawn to the wolfman in a more primal way? Do you see yourself as the wolfman? I think you see yourself as the wolfman secretly. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm because like I'm not a very violent person, much like um, Larry Talbot. Larry Talbot. Oh my god, I totally blanked on Larry Talbot. Jesus. Anyway, Larry. Larry Lawrence. Well, I guess I see some of myself in Lawrence. Maybe not the um, peeping Tom harassing a woman until she finally goes out with him type of you definitely sure? outdated. <laughs> you know. Are you sure you don't? Are you sure you don't do that? I should hope you do not. I don't. I don't. I don't condone that kind of behavior. No. No, it is. It's hilarious in the worst way that scene because it's just like well yeah. okay no doesn't mean no to you does it he's one cheney jr well there's there's a there's a lot of <laughs> older film where that is how the guy gets the girl it's just harassing her until the point where she finally says yes and it's quite terrible it is it is terrible thing is and, it usually works as well in these films and then which is uh, even worse and, and then of course in the in the in the movie he is just totally open about the fact that he just like was looking at her through a telescope. He's like, yeah, yeah. I, I like your earrings. You know, the crescent moon shaped ones is like, how do you know those ones? That? Those ones that were in your bedroom. <laughs> what? That's, I've never seen you before in my life. The worst game I've ever seen anyone spit and he still gets the girl. It's insane. <laughs> well, I oh. was stalking you the other evening. You have quite lo lovely bed sheets. I wonder, I wonder what those bed sheets would look like closer <laughs> to my face. <laughs> no, it's it's not very good. It's no. not very good at all. Nobody likes that. The the uh, the ba I always say the bad side of old movies is some of the romance. <laughs> yes, it's. But other than that, it's. It's, there's a few. Other than the that. film holds up pretty well, I think, compared to some of the other yeah. older, uh, like Universal films. Well, I think it definitely does. I mean, obviously, it's not a very long film. None of them were very long. No. It's about an hour and ten minutes or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, I I do think this one does hold up quite well. I think, to be honest, the the sets in this one. Uh, just as good as any of the others you've seen in the you know in the early thirties with Frankenstein and stuff like that. But these sets, because they're outdoor sets for the most part, all that you you using all this fog and these wood and these woods, and it it gives off such a such a wonderful darkness and a creepiness and a sort of yeah you don't know what's in this mist type yeah. thing when when the wolfman is sort of stalking about in in the forest and all this this fog's used so well on these sets um it's quite different to the earlier ones where you had massive gothic you know abbeys and castles and whatnot but it works just as well and i love that yeah and i actually noticed while watching it again that you could see the the trees are like really glossy like they're totally fake trees and it's kind of like funny oh, but yeah char but charming at the same time 
Well, yeah, because, you know, all this is all this is filmed on the Universal backlot somewhere. Yeah, on a soundstage. <laughs> on a soundstage. But uh, it's, it's, it's made to look like some sort of woodland area, which I, I, I think they do really well. And especially... That's why I always think. Why I always think that horror movies look so much better in black and white because the shadows mm. are so much more vivid. Well, especially that, like especially you know back in the day, um, when there were when you're shooting on a soundstage or you're shooting in front of a matte painting, the 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 way it looks yeah. on black and white is much more convincing. Yeah, I I have. People who listen to this show know perfectly well. I have an unhealthy fondness for black and white over colour. <laughs> it, it, it makes me not like today's movies sometimes. <laughs> but simply because they're in colour. Yes, but I mean, there, there, there are movies where shooting in colour is definitely an advantage for that film. If you're using colour... If you're using it correctly, you know. If you're using it correctly, then yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think about Vertigo, which was our premiere episode of this show, Mm -hmm. where colours used perfectly. You couldn't have Vertigo in black and white. It'd look weird. But unless unless colour itself is such a key element, and not just one colour, because I think, like, sometimes, like, Let's bring up uh, yet a more recent film than we like to get into on this show, but Schindler's List. There's one there's one element of colour in it, and it works perfectly. If you're going to use it like that, I think it's perfect, but I don't know. I, I have this weird fondness for looking at a black and white movie over a colour movie, unless... Like, if I was to watch, I don't know, any any, any modern movie... I would watch any superhero movie in black and white, for instance. Because why not? Why not watch them in black and white? What, what difference would it actually make? Well, that's, I mean, interesting. I mean, one thing I actually saw recently online was someone put together a collection of snapshots from different scenes in The Last Jedi. And it it, okay. re- it really highlighted just how well color was used in that film. And I don't think that, it would... See, that's true. I don't think it would be as good in, in black and white. Um, especially when you look at, you know, the, the throne room scene with the, the red in the background and, um, you know, the the, yeah. the the battle of crate and all that stuff. It's, I think it's... Definitely. Stuff like that, stuff like that is absolutely what you need color for. Mm-hmm. I just, I just love. It's it's another reason I just love older movies is that they don't need a lot of them because they couldn't. They found other ways of conveying certain messages and certain themes mm-hmm. uh, because they couldn't use color because color was too expensive to film on. That I just sort of, I don't know. I like that. It's almost like a practicality type thing. I like that practicality of the filmmakers rather than just having the, oh, yeah, we can shoot on colour. Let's use it a lot. I don't I mean, know. Well, I mean, Might that's, be a bit strange. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, I think that's something that I think is what 
makes the Wolfman, I guess, a timeless film is that it it doesn't rely on different aspects of filmmaking that could over time become outdated. It simply just hinges on Lon Chaney Jr.'s performance. And to me, he, he knocks it out of the park. Well, absolutely he does. I mean, I don't think I don't think there's a there's a bad performance given in the film. I always think that the uh the gypsy woman steals the show oh, whenever yeah. I watch The Wolfman. I always like her more than the rest of them. I think I, I also love Bella Lugosi's little cameo. Yes, I was I was gonna bring that up because we we had talked about Claude Rains and Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, and we didn't we didn't talk about Bela Lugosi yet, um, but it was it. We were talking about there's like one performance that it, it's not bad, but it's just like slightly over the top, and that's that I forget her name, the first woman that gets killed by Bela Lugosi when he transforms oh, okay. into a wolf. There's the scene where he like tells her to he's like you have to leave and she's like I'm leaving and storms out. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's a bit uh, much. Okay, it's a bit maybe much. I forget about her. <laughs> maybe 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 I just forgot about her. I mean, listen. No, I'll look. <laughs> when you com- when you compare her to that woman that is in Oh uh, no, Bride oh, of Frankenstein exactly. and Invisible Man. Uh, oh, please, Lord, save us. <laughs> Save us from the screechy woman from the Bride of Frankenstein. I wish I knew her name. I feel like she's almost like as big oh. as a star as everyone else now. I, just feel like... I actually I do know her name as well. I do know her name because she's also in the Errol Flynn Robin Hood movie, <laughs> and I I remember seeing her in that when we did that for the show and just thinking, oh God, oh she's not going to start screaming, is she? <laughs> <laughs> the, the monster, the monster! Oh, shut up, please! You're deafening me. Uh, her name is her name is Una O'Connor. Okay, Una O'Connor. Born born 1880. Oh, so <laughs> she was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I had to po- point that out. But uh, no, she's she's nowhere near as. I can think is I can't work out whether Una O'Connor is now one of my favourite parts or one of my absolute least favourite parts because regardless of what she might, she might be very shrill and very loud, but she you remember her. <laughs> yes. She might she might have just been going for that. That like, I don't care what James Whale's gonna tell me to do. I yeah. do not care. I am going to be the loudest person on this set, and I am going to re- be remembered for decades. People will know the name Una O'Connor in seventy years' time. Which which one came first, the Invisible Man or Bride of Frankenstein? Invisible Man was two years before. Okay, so James Whale was like, "I like what she's doing with this. <laughs> we need a little. We need a little bit of that I like in Frankenstein." Shouting. I like, I like this shouting, Una. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Uh, but back back to uh, <laughs> Bela Lugosi. Um, so yes, he, please. He's the one that turns Lawrence Talbot into the Wolfman. Um, he is him yeah. and his incredibly false mustache. Yes, and I always I'm curious as because because he turns into an actual wolf, not a wolf man. But Larry yes, Talbot turns that into is a true. wolf man. 
I have never thought about that before. That's a good point. Maybe we put it down to Bella Lugosi has been a werewolf for longer, therefore when he transforms, he turns more into a wolf. I don't know. There's one line of dialogue that it might be a stretch, but it might explain it, where um, I believe the gypsy woman or somebody is talking about werewolves or and they're saying that you could turn into a wolf or like something worse or something like something along those lines. I don't remember the exact line of dialogue. I was like, Oh, maybe it's like some people turn into an actual wolf and some people turn into something that's worse than a wolf. I don't know. A wolf man. What's worse than a wolf? A wolf Wolf man. man. Yeah. Half and half, true (laughs) half and half. But I mean, Uh, or do we just put it down to the fact that, well, it, it, you know, it's, it's makeup. It still had to be a human being. Yeah. <laughs> More like it's probably the easier Lon way. Lon Chaney Jr. was like, I'll be damned if the dog is the star of this picture. <laughs> I'm, you're going to put me in makeup. <laughs> I don't think he talks like that. I don't care if it takes six hours. But it was the 40s. That's how he talks. <laughs> That's how he talks. Uh, I don't care if it takes six hours. I'm go. not going to let the dog be the star. <laughs> Which is interesting because when he when he when he gets bit in that scene, like they use, I think they use it just like a, a dog as like the wolf. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. he punches an actual dog in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no animals were harmed on, in the making of the Wolfman, 1941. Except for the dog. Except one. Punched. Except one dog that Lon Chaney Junior broke the nose of. Terrible. When he when he very aggressively punched it when he was overacting, <laughs> and then stormed off set going, "Why are you making me fight a dog?" Didn't come back to set for three days afterwards. It was only a five day shoot. It was chaos. <laughs> and I, and I, <laughs> Caused I, mayhem. And I, I love how Bella Lugosi's character is just named Bella. Like that's it's just his first regular. Oh, first yeah, well, of course he is. <laughs> Just keep the same name, it's fine. We can't think of a name for you, Bella. I'll just be called Bella. (laughs) Okay, that's that's fine. (laughs) We'll stick with that. My my Bella Lugosi impression needs needs perfecting. (laughs) Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. I I love how in Dracula he was like pauses in random spots of sentences that make no sense well he didn't know english very well (laughs) it's like we will be leaving tomorrow (laughs) evening (laughs) it's like i think you're yes you're doing it well okay (laughs) you're not speaking words bella but i mean he became the, the the signature dracula that's the impression everybody does yeah, and this became the signature Wolfman. Yeah, a lot and of the mythology behind werewolves was actually built from this script, oh which my. is insane. I did not know that. Yeah, like the whole silver, the whole werewolves being killed by silver. Mm-hmm. That's something from this script, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even the idea of werewolves coming out during the moon was built from this script well what's interesting in this movie is that you never actually see the full moon that is true 
You never see the full moon. So which is it's... strange for a werewolf movie. But then in the sequel, when Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, it's you, yes. you see it. That's the one of the first things you see. That's what resurrects him, and he becomes the undead Wolfman, which is way more badass. Yeah, I mean, zombie Wolfman is a little better <laughs> than, than regular Wolfman. And then, this is kind of going off on another tangent, but whatever, that's what this love is the, about. Love the tan- tangents. <laughs> but, uh, tangents. <laughs> But uh, Bela Lugosi plays Frankenstein's monster in that movie. That is true. And that is the version of Frankenstein that everybody often intimidates. So he's really, he really set up people's ideas of Frankenstein's monster and Dracula, which is pretty impressive. Bela Lugosi, legend for a reason. Because, I mean, he like walks around like with his arms like straight up in the air, you know? Yeah. And I Boris mean, Karloff never did that. No. Well, the only reason Bela Lugosi does it in the movie is because Frankenstein's monster is supposed to be blind, but they cut out all the scenes that explain that he's blind. <laughs> so you have no idea why he's just stumbling around walking into things with his arms up in the air. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it's all very silly. We love these. We love these movies. Yes, we love these movies. That's another good. One. Um, I like that one too. Yeah, no, I I do. I like I like meets the Wolfman. I like I like Son of Frankenstein as well. That's a good one. Here's another interesting bit of trivia that I found actually was that Lon Chaney Jr. is the only the only actor to have played the you know his main monster mm-hmm. in every one of the sequels like all the other oh. ones changed yeah didn't he also play frankenstein's monster in he did also play frank son in of, something son of frankenstein son of, or ghost um, of frankenstein one of those two was it lon Chaney jr in son of i don't know i think it might have been in son of frankenstein actually or, was no, it no, ghost of frankenstein Ghost I think, of I think, Frankenstein. I think Boris Karloff was still Frankenstein's monster in Son of Frankenstein. Yes. Yes. I think you might be right. Anyway, that yes. w- that is that is a fact that I um saw somewhere, which is pretty cool. I mean, you you always like the original ideas of these characters anyway when you think of dracula you are looking at a picture of bella lugosi you think of frankenstein you're looking at boris karloff yeah you think of the wolfman you're looking at this makeuped up um <laughs> or this made up long version of lon cheney jr runs in the family does makeup <laughs> <laughs> you could say um where Here's an interesting question for you. Where does this rank in terms of other werewolf movies for you? I would if unless it's at the top. I would say this is my second favorite werewolf movie behind behind an American Werewolf in London. Okay. What is it about an American Werewolf in London that you prefer? Uh I I really love the um 
I'm blanking on some character names, so I feel terrible. But I really love the dynamic between the main character and his buddy when he keeps coming back from the dead to yeah. talk to him. Um, and every time we see him, he's just like more and more like eroded away until he's like a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though, because American Wealth in London is also does have this weird comedic tone to it as well oh, yeah she's good was, which works really well it was funny the first time i watched it didn't really laugh all that much the second time i watched it i laughed hysterically <laughs> like that whole scene where he's like <laughs> naked and, and he's just like who are yeah. you and he's like i'm yeah. a great balloon thief and he just like <laughs> takes it and runs away <laughs> i yeah. just die in the second time around i don't know why yeah. Maybe I was in a what about the, mood. what about the transformations? Oh, the tra- well, the transformations yeah. is the best. Like that's there's American no Wealth in London's trans- there's transformation. No, yeah, there's no better werewolf transformation sequence than in an American Werewolf in London. Do you not like the four quick cuts or four dissolves of um of the Wolfman's transformation on the ankles? Yeah, that's not great. Not li- I like in, it though. In, I mean, in, in the sequel. Ooh, look, more hair. Ooh, more hair. Ooh, look, it's now a full wolf foot. I like how in the sequel they do a little more, and you actually see his face transitioning into the wolf mm. man. Yeah. Where you kind of see in this movie at the end, where he turns back into Larry Talbot, but in the other movie, yeah, you that's really true. see the, the transformation the other way around and in better detail. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I was just being a bit silly. You can't really compare <laughs> no. such uh, such it, werewolf. Unless you like the charm of it, you know. It's not... you do. I do like the charm of it. I mean, admittedly, I do like the charm of it. And there will be people here. There may be people listening to this, who will go and watch an American Werewolf in London, mm-hmm. and look at that transformation, <laughs> and enjoy the charm of it. Because it's not CG, hmm. and people like CG these days, don't uh, they? I I do not. I every every time I see a CGI Wolfman transformation, a part of me dies a little bit. <laughs> 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 what a, even if um, oh I can't I can't remember what this was on. I remember seeing somewhere where there was a a transformation. And the wolf's head literally came out of the dude's mouth. <laughs> and it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, well, your human head has now enveloped itself into the wolf's head. And you're just a wolf's head now. It was it was weird. It was like, it was very Cronenberg, to be honest. It was, was that CGI? Really, it was CG. Because oh, I was going to say, if that was like done practically, that sounds amazing. I don't think it was done. It, pr- if it, it was done practically, then like it re- full credit. It reminds me of in Nightmare on Elm Street two when like Freddy Krueger just like comes yeah. out from inside the main guy and he just his, the skin just falls off of him. It's like yeah. Say what you want about that movie, but that moment is amazing. I mean, it's no Nightmare on Elm Street one, three, no. or new Nightmare. No, but I think that movie gets a bad reputation. I don't. Know. I don't think there's a bad Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Uh, Dream Child. Oh, definitely. Oh, oh, Freddy's Dead is not a good movie. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun. 
Yeah. Fun, fun times. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, so, the wolf I mean, man. Yes, not thinking, to Nightmare on Elm well, Street. Well, going back to the CGI transformation. So obviously, there's the Wolfman remake with um. Yeah, but we don't talk about yeah, that. Anybody who was cli- anybody who was clicking on this episode. Uh, wanting to hear about but, the um, Benicio del was it Benicio del Toro? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, wanting and to hear about that one is wildly mistaken on what <laughs> this show is. But what's an interesting <laughs> little anecdote, I guess, there's a moment in the original Wolfman um, where um, Larry Talbot he's you know throwing rocks up at the window to try to get you yeah. know, his girl's attention. And you can hear, as you do, <laughs> you can hear hints of the Danny Elfman Batman theme in there. It's like it just goes like, da, 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 da. like I'm that. sorry, I'm not, I don't believe that. Oh, go back and watch it, and and you're like, did Danny Elfman rip off the <laughs> Wolfman? <laughs> when joking? That's when, insane. When when he when he you know made batman and you're like i don't know but then you go and look at the wolfman remake and that was composed by danny elfman as well so that, oh my god oh, that, now i need to put him back on that feels like too much of a coincidence <laughs> if batman is ripped off from the wolfman it's, that is insane everybody everybody go and put the wolfman on right now go to that scene yes and it, tell us tell us on twitter hashtag it's a wonderful one if Batman is rips off the Wolfman, I I think you can definitely hear it. I I well, the first time I watched the movie, I thought I heard it, and I was like, maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. And then I watched the um, Cinemassacre review of the Wolfman. Um, yeah, by James Rolfe, and he the same thing. That scene comes up in his review, and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. is that Danny Elfman's Batman <laughs> theme? And I was like, I knew it. <laughs> That's, that's, that is, I'm sorry, that's madness. Yeah, and then of course he what has happened? the remake. So. Yeah, it's, that's an interesting little tidbit of information that I don't know. I'm complete. I'm completely I, dead. I I adore Danny Elfman, and like if I ever, if I ever met him, I I would like to think <laughs> I would only say positive things to him. But I, part of me just want to be like, yo, between you and me, did you rip off the Wolfman when you made Batman? Dan, Danny Elfman, speak the truth to me right now. Please, Danny, Danny, please. May I call you Danny? Danny, please. Danny, please uh, tell me. Yes, yes, I did. I knew it. <laughs> and you sue Danny Elfman. It could have been like a subconscious uh, thing too. I don't know. Maybe he just <laughs> loves the Wolfman so much, and he just just came to him. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't know. I'm sure there, there might already be an interview somewhere where someone asked him. Who knows? I don't have the time to search through no. I don't have thousands t- upon thousands of interviews. I don't have the time to research before doing a podcast. I'm just <laughs> going to go in just pretending like I know what I'm talking about. There's Right, okay, there's research, and then there's knowing Danny Elfman interviews where he may or may not have ripped off the score <laughs> in one particular scene of The Wolfman. I'm sorry, my research is not that in-depth. Well, you, you sir, have I'm... failed as a host. <laughs> I have. I fail. You, you, I fail you, every week. You, you trusted me, and I, I failed you. <laughs> Here we are. This is Brandon again with his overly racist <laughs> British impressions. I've buried enough members of the Talbot family. 
<laughs> you haven't buried any. Stop lying, Alfred. You don't serve the... T oh. Alfred, you're mistaken. You don't serve what? the Talbots. What if there was a letter? And I'll, I'll burn that letter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake. And this show Brand is off the Brandon, rails. Brandon, you kill me. <laughs> you, you know that, don't you? Uh, I do what I can the for impressions, the people. The impressions. <laughs> you know what you can. Yeah. <laughs> the, impression, the impressions are too much, bro. <laughs> they're too much for me to handle i don't know what to do um <laughs> well the, you know the, what you know what? go oh well you that's, go. That's cause the, movie. the the uh ironic thing is this whole uh interview i've been looking at a wolfman poster on my wall which is just by coincidence perfectly perfectly positioned in front of me <laughs> Ooh, and, that's nice and how fortuitous and yes was this and, planned no not at all I forgot I had it, to be honest. And it's also nest, it's next to a Dracula post. poster, which is next to a Star Wars poster. It seems like a weird trio. Yeah, but, I, you know, I bought them all at the same Comic-Con, so they have to stay together. You know, it's like splitting up puppies after you adopt them. You can't do that. I, I mean, I wouldn't know anything about that, but I certainly do not agree with this whole you can't split them up if they were bought <laughs> at the same time. Like, put them by category, please. <laughs> Have your Star Wars wall somewhere. Have your monsters wall somewhere else. That just makes but the most sense. Interesting thing about this poster, it's it's not an official poster. It's uh, by an artist uh, from Comic-Con. But there's a full moon in it. I and mean, you never see the full moon in the movie. That's what uh, you previously see, mentioned. Some, some, Somebody's never watched the movie. I should have confronted him about it. Like, are you the artist behind this, sir? Oh, well, yes, what I am. What is this? Beautiful art. Beautiful art. Uh, by the way, did you even watch the movie? Because <laughs> you never see what the is this at all. This is false. Get rid of it. Give me a proper artist. No. You're not that horrible, Brandon. You're not no. one of those people. No, I've, we're, I've, we're, not, we're not those. We're not those type of people. Listen, I bought it because it was a beautiful piece of art. What could I I'm say? I'm sure I'm sure it is a very beautiful piece of art. You know, this is totally ridiculous conversation because nobody could even see the damn thing. That is true, but nobody can see our faces either yet. There's probably one person still listening. <laughs> Hello, one mm. fan. <laughs> Hello. Hello, one fan. We could probably name you because you're probably someone we know. DM me your address and you'll get a free film physics t-shirt. <laughs> it's it's probably Nolan, who's the only person listening to this. <laughs> no, even he, um, even he checked out around like the 10 minute yeah, mark. He, 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 he doesn't listen. He, he doesn't listen to this. Do you listen to your own shows? That's a question. Uh, uh, yeah, at least once. Do you, wa do you watch your own film physics? Well, I mean, yeah, they're only like four four minutes on average, probably, so that's nothing, of course. Well, I mean, I watch well, them a million fair. times through editing, but then I watch it again once it's well, posted. Well, yeah, yeah. It's always a weird... It's different. It's always a weird thing. You could look at something in editing a million times, and the second you post it on YouTube, you're like, oh, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. <laughs> That's why it's you got to get into the practice of post it on YouTube unlisted, 
wait 24 hours and see if you notice anything. And if it's still good, then open it up to the public. You've, you've got a, you've got a method of doing this, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. So. I, love, I, lo- I love this method. Or you could just do what I do, which is record, you know, which is say before we start recording, well, yeah, we're going to have a conversation about the Wolfman today. And then for, most of the episode not talk about the actual movie <laughs> uh, well, and then just just post it anyway because listen. that's a podcast <laughs> listen first of all i feel like we've done a pretty good job keeping it to the wolfman but i mean like you said the movie's only like an hour and ten minutes long there's only so much we can say yeah, to, I mean, to be fair, there's not a great deal you can say about the Wolfman. I think my favorite scene in the Wolfman, if I uh, would be allowed to bring the conversation back... Oh, of course. ...is actually the carnival. Yes. When, yeah, when um, whatever her name is, and is it Ralph Bellamy? I don't know. The actor know. who see Larry out and challenge him to the shooting range. Yeah, I'm terrible with like old actors names. Like I know like the big hits from these movies like Lon Chaney Jr. Bell the Ghost Z Boris Karloff stuff like that. But like yeah. secondary characters, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean I mean the the guy is definitely Ralph Bellamy. I don't know what the leading what the leading woman is called. Why do I not know what the leading woman is called? It's this is very bad. You're a terrible film don't, buff. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> don't, say, don't say because you hate women because it's not oh, true. Okay? I would never. You would. You, you would. Her name is uh, Evelyn Ankers. Okay. That sounds famous. Okay. Okay, fair enough. I could see that on a poster. Evelyn, she, her name is on the poster. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I could have told you. I was like... God damn it. God damn it, Brandon. I'm reading it as you're telling me. I'm like, oh, she's in this movie too. What do you know? <laughs> there she is. <laughs> I can see I it see on her. A... She's up there. I could see it on a oh, poster. I literally yeah. am seeing it on a poster right now. Okay. But yeah, no, I I am an idiot. I love I love that scene. I love that whole shooting range scene because mm. as soon as he sees the wolf, he's like, "Oh no, no, not the wolf! No, I can't <laughs> do it anymore!" And then Ralph Bellamy just comes yeah. in. He's just like, "Yeah, get rid of the wolf, bang!" <laughs> it's like okay. That that would have uh, been great it's, foreshadowing it's, if he was the one to actually kill him at the end. That's very true. Uh, but that that scene, I feel like, is the first. It's the first time in, in in a real public setting that Larry Talbot is sort of showing these signs of, you know, he's a bit terrified of wolves now because yeah. he doesn't, he, he still is not sure whether he is a wolf or not. Like, you wouldn't know anyway. Yeah, my, my, my favourite scene in any of these movies is when any any scene where he just like starts like monologuing to a person and it's like when the full moon comes out i turn into a wolf he's like you gotta i I got you gotta kill me please i'm a monster (laughs) i mean i i i think there's i think there's something deep down 
inside um, inside you, Brandon, that wants that 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 sees a lot of yourself in in Larry Talbot. I, I just I, I just think there is gentle giant. Oof. Gentle gi- doesn't doesn't like wolves. I okay. I am not a giant. I am a pretty average. I mean, size okay, person. you're not a, okay. You're not gentle person then. <laughs> doesn't like doesn't like wolves to begin with. You definitely own a wolf shaped cane. I do not because I've I, Andrew I've seen Guy it. has one. A wolf shaped cane. Yes, he's had it shaped? in the schmodown. Yes. And I'm sorry, I don't pay as much attention to Andrew Guy as you do, okay? How dare Not you? Not as much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andrew Guy. He's the goat. You are a mem- You are a legitimate member of that faction. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say You I have been in the schmo. I am Action Army adjacent. I am not actually... Well, I am Team Action adjacent. I am not actually part of Team Action. For anybody that is listening to this that does not have a clue what the movie <laughs> Trivia Schmodown is, please go and check out the movie Trivia Schmodown on YouTube. It's great. Yes, but uh, as... Brandon's, Brandon's in it sometimes, very rarely, but he is there. But as somebody pointed out to me, that I am, in fact, Schmodown canon. So if I have anything, if I have anything going for me, that it's that, and that made me really happy. <laughs> Brandon, there's a, Brandon, there's a gif. There is. There's two gifs of me, actually. Yeah, but there's only one that's worth using. <laughs> there's only, the other, the other one, the other one is just people saying that you need to get out. <laughs> there's only one that's worth using. You, you don't, you don't like um, uh, Jay Washington and uh, Stacey Howard shoving me out of the frame. <laughs> <laughs> get out! You, you don't belong here. Yeah. Um, no, I don't because I, I know that. That the, they they would never do that in in real life. However, I do know that in real life you often uh, blow kisses to cameras. Oh, of course. I mean, you got to give the people you, what they want. They see a handsome face like this, you got to blow them a kiss. <laughs> see that more more handsome Ben Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> Still uh. little. A little inside joke there for everybody. Yes, that's a very inside no, joke that like three other people will understand. If you're not in on the joke, it just makes me if sound you're... like an a hole. <laughs> if you're not, if you're not in on the joke, it makes you sound like Brandon's going around telling people that he's way more handsome <laughs> than the person he cosplays as. Uh. Which is is according to some people true. Well. So, that's, you know, that's where the joke came from. It it has been where said. The joke came from. It has been said <laughs> by more than one person. But if if I'm a more handsome Ben Bateman, then he's a more successful Brandon <laughs> Hanna. So who would you rather be? <laughs> well, that depends on the type of person you are. <laughs> do you, do you value handsomeness or do you value? Uh, I don't know success in life. You're a successful person, Brandon. Don't discredit in, yourself. In my own way, in 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 many ways, including yeah. including the more the more handsome than Ben Bateman. Much this, this episode, what has happened? M- much like Larry <laughs> Talbot, there's a lot of things that much I don't like, like about myself. <laughs> much like Larry, 
and much like Bella Lugosi, I come into town once a year and weird out the people until I turn into a wolf and eventually bite one of them. Did you know that's what happened when I was when I went to LA? Yes, there are multiple you... people that are now werewolves because of you. <laughs> because of me. That's exactly what was happening. He who gets bitten by a werewolf <laughs> and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Perfect. <laughs> Brandon, do you know what? I think that's a great way I think that's a great place to start winding down this episode. Yes. With that impression of Bella Lugosi. <laughs> Brandon. You are a wonderful human being. Thank you very much for coming on to be this guest host this week. At the last minute, it seemed, that we've had to just... It's been... This episode has been a bit difficult to get out, but it's getting out, and it's all okay. Because Brandon's here. Brandon, talk away about anything you would like to. Well, I... uh I appreciate you having me on. This is a lot of fun. I I, I feel as though uh, my hosting abilities need some work, but it's definitely something. Brandon, that my hosting abilities need some I'm, work. I'm, I'm trying to improve. Them. I'm trying to get more Just, into the hosting game and uh, get better. And it's. I mean, it's always fun. It's oh, always yeah. fun. It doesn't help that for the entirety of of this episode, my throat has been absolutely killing me, which is probably why I sound slightly stranger than usual. Don't be ridiculous. Um, all, you, all you good listeners. You're but, British um, and charming as always. Yeah, but I, I feel I feel kind of nasty. So <laughs> there's that. But yeah, Brandon, please talk about all your wonderful stuff that you do. Well, why I, not? I haven't posted anything in quite a while. I've been reconfiguring some things uh, behind the scenes, but I am very shortly going to be releasing a new episode of film physics which is a show that i host on the youtubes where Ooh. i discuss the physics in movies mostly why they're nonsense but occasionally why the filmmaker got it right and i give them the credit where it's due and i am in no means an expert in anything i ever talk about but it's fun to get a conversation going about science and do it through movies, which is something that I'm very passionate about as well. So hopefully it all leads to us talking about movies and science a little more and we all learn something and have fun while doing it. So that's my goal. And film physics is very, it's a remarkably well-produced show. Oh, well, thank well. you. So let's, I, let's just put that out there. I am, and Ryan I am knows what he's doing. I, I am working on upping the production value as much as I can. I recently got some new cameras and microphones, and it's all about the lighting, really. Lighting is huge. and Lighting is huge if you do video, which is yes. why we do audio here, and it's a wonderful podcast, because yes. audio, all you need is a microphone. Yes, and I mean, video is tough. Uh, you know, getting in front of a camera... If, if I have a script to go by and I do multiple takes, I can deliver a final product that I think is pretty good. But just getting in front of the, the camera and just saying whatever comes to mind is, is such a difficult thing. And it, people don't realize that it, it really takes a lot of 
talent and you know just practice to, to, to do that i mean you see a lot of these people hosting um shows and you just think that ah, anybody could do that but oh no you get yourself no. in front of a camera and you try to even do just a movie review it's insanely <laughs> yeah. difficult yeah it's you know given you give so much more credit to those who do what you do you know if you think they do something very well mm -hmm. the podcasts i listen to for instance i now give way way more credit than before i ever started doing podcasts which to be honest was quite a while ago now quite a long time actually but um yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it makes you it makes you realize how how good you actually have to be to to be uh anywhere near as i don't know if you want to use the word successful at doing this but that sort of thing yeah and i'm i'm trying to get into the the podcasting game as well i have a, a friend of mine and we're gonna try to um do a show uh once or twice a month and mm -hmm. it's really just gonna be us talking about whatever we feel like that particular day uh so Oh, it should be interesting. I mean, the the, the thing is, nowadays, when it comes to podcasting and, you know, YouTube shows and stuff like that, it's when it comes to any specific topic, especially movies, the market is really oversaturated and it's really difficult to make yourself stand out. Yes, and, that is true. And so, and also, honestly, like, nowadays with the way the fan community has been so toxic talking about movies yeah. can be really exhausting so yeah. it's a nice change of pace to to just really just talk about life and um the best thing you can do and the best thing that i'm trying to do uh to to make myself stand out as a personality is just really focus on yourself because there's a million people talking about movies i'm sure there's even a bunch of people that have already talked about the Wolfman at great length, but the, the the best thing you can try to do to make yourself successful, I think, is to just sell yourself because there's only one you. No one else can replicate you, and if and if your followers can become attached to you as a personality, they're going to keep coming back. So, it's extremely difficult to do, but I think that would be my advice to anybody starting out, trying to do their own podcast or show or whatever. Not that I'm in any position to give advice whatsoever, <laughs> but this is just something I've put a lot of thought into. So hopefully things work out for all of us and we all become successful some, in our own right. Some lovely advice there <laughs> to end the episode. Yeah, I like, love that so much. Yeah. I'm just going to end it there. Yeah, take follow it with a grain of salt. Brand, it's like the blind follow leading the Brandon, blind. Yeah, follow Brandon <laughs> on Twitter at brandonhanna 7 well, yes, zero seven. In case anybody gets confused, Brandon Hanna zero seven at Twitter, Follow, Instagram, yeah. and uh, yeah, my YouTube channel is just Brandon Hanna. So watch out for new episodes of Film Physics and various other podcasts and other miscellaneous videos of whatever I decide to do. There's a few things I have in mind, but we'll see. And uh, they'll all be good. I know that anyway. <laughs> you follow me as well. At the Purple Dom on Twitter and Instagram, 
But on Twitter, there's a three instead of the E in the... Because three is the magic number, Brandon. You know that. I had no idea. Three is indeed the magic number. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at It's A Wonderful One. And most importantly, subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts. We are now on Spotify as well. Oh, how fancy. Spotify, it's insane. We are on Podbean. We are on Stitcher. We are still on YouTube. But subscribe to that podcast feed. Leave those five-star reviews, please, and download those episodes on those audio feeds because that is what really helps us here at It's a Wonderful Podcast. Brandon, thank you again for coming on and being the guest host. It has been the best time possible that I could have had without Nolan. Oh, well, thank um, you. Thank you very much for no. having me on. I hope we talked enough about the Wolfman. And we I certainly ho- did. I, I hope there's a couple Schmodown fans and maybe even the one Brandon Hanna fan listening right now. So the one hopefully Brandon everybody Hanna listening, fan. hopefully you have enjoyed yourself. And uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure everyone's enjoyed themselves. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of It's a Wonderful Podcast. I usually this is where I usually ask Nolan to see us out, but I guess I have to do it this week. So well, what, what guys, would Nolan say? <laughs> Brandon, to be honest, you don't even want to try it. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for listening as always. Until next week. Goodbye.